time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 151. Need to upgrade your physical and emotional well-being? Well, today we'll talk about five tips to get started. Many of us have the great intention to live healthy and happy, and with the new year upon us, and especially what's been going on in the past year, it's time to set new intentions and make new resolutions. And I'm not going to suggest you to wait for that change, but we can get started now. You know, the deepest desire that we possess is really to be happy because everyone really wants to feel good so that they can enjoy what life has to offer. Happiness does require that we have a healthy organism, namely our body, mind, and soul that is in tune with our inherent nature. And where do we begin? Where do we begin on that road that leads to life that promotes and supports this concept? As many of you know, the root of what I really, really love is the healing aspect of our, just in nature, the capacity for us to heal. And I use the tools of meditation and the practices to really accomplish this. And that is a very good tool. But today what I want to do is I would like to really go down and talk about what are the steps and the process of how the thinking, how we have to really program that on a very, very organic level before we drop into the practices of meditation, breathing, good diet, uh, relaxation, and all of those things. So today I'm going to talk about what the framework of that healing would be all about, what it really looks like. And it's based on, again, you all know I'm promoting my new book, Return to Radiance, you know, the 21-day transformation to vitality. So it's the premise that really set this, it sets the stage for that. So let's start on that by just saying that one of the easiest and greatest tools to get started is to use our body as feedback. You know, our body is a crystallization, you've heard me say this, of our mind. And whatever happens in the mind is reflected in the body. Eating, sleeping, moving, thinking, doing, how we act, how we think, what, how what we even say. You know, it's much simpler to get started with our body since the body is easier to access what's really going on for many of us. For example, when our lower back or neck is in pain or stiff, we really can't ignore it. Well, we can only ignore it so far. You know, we may be able to suppress the pain with medications, but it's much harder to ignore this type of pain than a thought or a feeling that just, you know, comes by so quickly as a nanosecond, you know. It's usually buried out of sight. So when we use our body as feedback, we gain access to an awareness that allows us to access the mind, our feelings, thoughts, and emotions. You know, our self-knowledge does indeed, you know, it increases when we really gain access to that. And we do that with all the practices that we teach uh, with our meditation. But we could simply just look, if we're not involved in that quite yet, we could simply look at how does our body feel? Because it does sound simple that we just, oh, well, this is the way we feel. But when we practice simple moves, 
that's when we gain a deeper access or to deeper areas and points in the body. I have a section where we move in a line. You know, I do, I have practices in there where you really learn to move and align your body along with the breath. And it really helps you access the areas and points in the body, you know, that may feel, you know, a bit sore, tender, very sensitive, or even painful. And we don't have to no pain, no gain doesn't exist. I don't believe in that concept, but it gives us a little bit of pain, gives us access to say, hey, why does my lower hip hurt? Or why does my shoulder hurt? Because once we identify these locations, they become the focal point for the start of putting together a personal healing practice. And that's what all the work is all about, for me at least, and what I do at the Center for Meditation Science. How are we going to heal our organism? And we can do this by, you know, that's why I call it uplift your meditation experience. Because when we really work with meditation and we work with the practices that bring us into a more stable and comfortable seat, you know, balanced breath, relaxation, and we'll go on and on with our awareness and then our focus, we really learn about ourselves. So we really need to start with the body because the body is our uh, where our soul lives. It's our body is what allows us to walk in the world and be in the world and interact as a human being. You know, for many years I studied internal martial arts, Tai Chi, and learning some of those fundamental principles about energy and its nature was very helpful. You know, it's un universally understood by healers in all cultures that energy needs to circulate and not stagnate. And when it circulates, there's a flow and space for it to circulate. So when we injure ourselves physically and emotionally, the space that is injured shuts down and circulation stops. That's quite simple, right? It makes total sense. The area or point around the area becomes painful or sensitive to touch most of the time. And that's an indicator. And that's where we start. I've spent decades starting and working with my own body. And that's how I learned many of the things, of course, that I coupled with a lot of the medical training that I had or had during the time. But putting those together, it really makes sense. We have the power within ourselves to heal ourselves. And that's fascinating to me. And it's exciting at the same time. You know, knowing how and where to start is necessary. That's why I always suggest clients that I work with, students that I work with, to start with something that will support their body. You know, the body is not minimal. You know, we always say we want to start with the soul or the mind, like that's more, you know, you're better, you're higher, whatever. No, the body is part of that too. It's just the physical manifestation of what's going on. That's why I said in my book, Feeling Good Matters, I said, we all have mental illness on some level, right? Illness means to be ill at ease. And so when we worry, when we have uh, any kind of uh, je jealousy, animosity, that's all, that's all mental illness, you know? Uh, we're not sure of ourselves and we're, we're lashing out with things that are not necessarily needed to lash out because we don't know ourselves the same way. So starting with something that supports the body-mind complex gives us the confidence and strength to break out of the inertia and move into motion. So a simple starting place can be just standing with full awareness of our breath as we follow the breath up and down the spine. 
you know, then after a few days, add a move that encourages circular movement of the limbs and joints. You know, as experience accumulates with practice, we could move our awareness to where the pain is located and develop a plan around that. When I conduct meditation trainings, we work with the breath and movement, even just through the body, you can do it sitting still. And the reason for that is so you bring your awareness to where there's a problem. You know, if your hips are tight, then we do a modified yoga pose to open the area. Now, this type of approach has the energy to rehab the mind field, right? That's what we're getting at. We're working with the mind here. So somewhat adding more confidence and ability to stand on one's two feet, our own two feet. When we could stand up on our own two feet, that's a big accomplishment. And as you continue with this practice, adding modifications, maybe weekly or monthly, depending on the feedback you're getting from your body, that's how you build your practice. You know, many times, again, students and clients, they ask, what should I practice? And the key is to tune in and become aware of what makes you who you are, how you think, how your body moves, what feels good to you and what doesn't feel good. You want to honor that with clear awareness. Your body has its own wisdom. It doesn't think like the mind that utilizes the space between your ears. You know, uh, it doesn't. Your body's intuitive. It will guide you towards homeostasis if you pay attention to its signals. All living organisms want to return towards a balanced state. And in science, we call this homeostasis. And don't ignore those signals and think, well, maybe tomorrow. Make a commitment to yourself to honor your body at this moment. So your practice is a routine that serves you with the stability and comfort in mind. So let me give you an example. Working systematically might look like this. Step one, take an assessment of what it is right now using your body as feedback. What's your state of current imbalance? There may be more than one and that's okay. Just take note. You may have a stiff neck. You may have a stiff left shoulder, pain in the right hip. Very useful. Make an assessment on your own self. Step two, accept it. Accepting doesn't mean identifying and owning it. Notice I said identifying and owning it. Accepting just acknowledges it and understands that there's an imbalance that needs to be brought back into balance. And it doesn't require that you beat yourself up or give up. Step three, devise a plan with the resources that you have. One resource is your body and your breath. So use it. If you need help or want a, the help of a teacher, that teacher will appear. I work with people. There may be other teachers you want to work with. Work with somebody that you feel is skillful and has your best interest in mind. You have to really want it though. The teacher dwells within you and nobody really teaches you. A real good teacher will introduce you to the dweller that lives within yourself so you become your own teacher. Okay, a physical teacher though can help. Let me give you some starting points. Make a commitment for each day to do one stretch. And if you're already doing one stretch, do two with your full attention. You can choose a movement sequence that works with the abdominal area, for example, because we always want to connect to the diaphragm, the diaphragmatic breathing process before we start anything. And you can do that both in feeling good matters and return to radiance. I talk about these practices. So if you haven't done so already, you may want to consider getting that book on Amazon. Follow this with one to five minutes of lying face down on what I call crocodile position, makarasana. 
in for the people that are out there doing yoga. Allow your body to relax into the floor and watch your breath and count one, two, three on inhale and on exhale, four, five, six. The secret is to be balanced in your breathing. That's the key. And do the practice for 40 days and you'll experience a profound difference. It's very, very profound, the difference. Even after all the years that I've been doing practice and working with myself, I still do that practice. Step four, if you feel discouraged, keep in mind that everything is temporary. When the journey finishes, there'll be another journey right after. Life is transitory in every aspect. Utilize your time with this in mind and apply it to your practice. Your practice is not something you have been doing the same way for the last decade or so. Just the way you live has even changed. Hopefully we want to all evolve. So we don't want to always be stuck and do the same things over and over again without growth and development. Everything needs to change because you change. And when we change our practice and or when we change ourselves, our practice will evolve. Step five, know that you are divine light. You're radiant. You're a radiant being. And the practice itself will guide you towards healing and ultimately to play a place to where you're all feeling absolutely just in that place of joy and happiness. Some key points to keep in mind though, when we're designing a personal practice is remember, you want to be stable. You want to learn stability and comfort. Always keep that in mind. These are the keys to create a personal practice that give you access to that healing force, that aspect within yourself, the healing aspect. Meditation also does that for you. But these practices that I'm talking about are all foundation practices to enhance and uplift your meditation. So we always have to go back to the foundation principles. That's the key. Be consistent. The consistency keeps the healing force ignited and flowing. Consistency is the key here to seeing results. And as always, I always tell you, do your research, see what works for you. I'm enjoying comments. We're getting more and more, which are wonderful. And that stimulates the idea for these podcasts and the concepts that I'm, I'm bringing out to you. But I always say, do what works for you. And then you can write to me and let me know. As I said in my new book, Return to Radiance, I give a program that will support you on the path for transformation. It's a systematic program with foundation skills that are essential if we want to move from where we are to where we want to be. And if you'd like to meet with me personal and private to discuss it, I've set that up now for the new year and I can help put together a, even a more defined practice for you, especially with more lockdown and more COVID. I'm providing that for our listeners. So that does bring me to the end of this episode. And if you'd like to be notified weekly for new podcasts, please subscribe. The Susan Taylor podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And also SusanTaylor.org, where you can click on the podcast to subscribe. You can also go to YouTube. The Susan Taylor PhD TV YouTube channel will have not only the podcast, but some of the latest interviews that I'm doing. And contact us at SusanTaylor.org if you have any questions, comments, or feedback. And again, thanks for listening. And if you know someone that may like to listen to this, please pass it on. And until next time, remain calm.